0: Are you unable to concentrate on the tasks at hand? Do you need help focusing more or leveling up your game? Here's a tip. Try Cognizant Citicholine, clinically studied to support mental energy, focus, memory and attention. Cognizant supports brain health and supplies the brain with the energy it needs to stay sharp. Cognizant is a leading nootropic featured in over 200 products. This podcast is powered by Cognizant. Visit cognizant.com to learn more and find a product to help you fuel your day. Ready to achieve great heights? Then you're in the right place. Welcome to Power Your Performance, the podcast where we dive deep with leaders in the gaming world and beyond and learn the techniques they use to power their lives. I am your host, Gary Kleinman. Power your performance. Powered by Cognizant welcomes Salem Thine. How are you?
1: Good. How are you doing today? Good. good. It's Thanks nice so to see you.
0: It's nice to see somebody in person. Yeah, it's been a little while. I appreciate it. It is. I know we've had some scheduling issues previously, but it's good to see you. Yeah. You look healthy and well yes. in uh, a, a great hot, well, not so hot Texas day. Yeah, we got some rain today, so, yeah, so. Uh, down south it was nice. Which is nice. So you've got a great story. Some Thank of it's you. gaming related. Some of it's not related. Yes. But, but it's all about life related in a lot of different things so you're an entrepreneur
1: at heart yes i didn't know that for
0: a long time in my life but okay. yes i am <laughs> okay so okay that's a
1: good that's a great
0: place to start when did you realize what was that aha moment you said oh i think i'm an entrepreneur
1: yeah that's a great great question i think if i think back is that moment when i can't stop thinking of new things to do new businesses and you realize that aha moment of Oh, I really want to do this all the time, you know. And it's not easy, as, as we, as as I'm sure you talk about all the time, and so it's not a place that I would ever encourage anybody to 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 jump into. But it was a, probably a moment, maybe about six years ago, when I just I think I see things differently. Like mm-hmm. when I see something, I see how good it can be. And, and then, oh, that's a great idea. Well, how can we make that into a business? And, and then you keep doing that and then you really kind of go, why am I so crazy that I keep trying to do this? And then you embrace it and you realize, oh, I actually really like this and I really like doing it. Well, it's interesting you say that because a, a
0: psychic told me a, a long time ago, um, that I'm going to be deter- uh, eternally discontented <laughs> right? I like that <laughs> right and, and and he was hundred percent accurate because as an entrepreneur there are two things that stick out to me and I and I want to get your your thoughts on this one is you see gaps and you go I, I can feel that mm. like life is it's kind of like a, a, a blank canvas yes. and I get to paint it anyway that I want Yes. and I see opportunity to do that which is why I have a podcast God knows why I would ever have a podcast and the other thing I've, I've learned about entrepreneurs is they're okay of, on, on a very deep emotional basis with risk yeah, oh that absolutely and if you're not and, and I say to people all the time that want to be an entrepreneur, because everybody wants yeah. to be an entrepreneur. Yes, oh, I yeah. want to do what you're doing, and that sounds like so much fun. You go, it's not that much fun when there's $9 in the bank and payroll's coming up.
1: <laughs> Payroll, yeah. <laughs> and I'm trying to figure out where, and, where and that's, that's going to come where's from. Where's
0: the other couple hundred <laughs> dollars going to come from, you know, or, yeah. or whatever it is. You go, that's not a lot of fun being an entrepreneur. But entrepreneurs see that, and don't freak out. We, mm-hmm. we may get worried, mm-hmm. but you go, okay, I, yeah. I, I can do that. And I, and I say to, you know, and it comes up frequently when people say, well, I gotta, I wanna do that and everything else is, you have to be able to live life without a net.
1: Yeah, without knowing where it's going, but knowing that you're going to get there.
0: And so, and where's it, that coming from? In, in, in from you? Is it is it your background? I, is it your family?
1: Your question. Did
0: you come from a family of entrepreneurs? No.
1: So, well, or, in, in a way, yes. Yeah. So my grandfather was an entrepreneur, and, and the fact that he, after World War II, he started his own contracting business in, and okay. in, in Florida, in Sarasota, Florida, of all places. And so he started a business, and mm-hmm. and he had so he had some business background in there. But I. I never knew that from him and never got that. My father just threw that out the window actually and wanted to be a scientist, right? So Oh boy, that's anything but right. Yeah, right. So that, that was I'm sure an interesting conversation when he didn't take over the family business it and it was sold and and everything. So there's somewhere in my genes probably that that there's this desire, but it's I I just feel like if you rewind your life, you start looking back, and when you come to that realization of, oh, this is who I am, and then you start looking back, and you just, did you see it coming? And probably everybody else saw it coming, but me. Right. But like. I mean, for my entire life, I was always trying to improve things and always looking at the opportunity in something and not thinking about the risk as much, right? Saying the risk I can manage, I, I, I can figure that out. Right. You know, something will happen, and, and you have a lot of faith and a lot of trust, which is a really weird thing. I love your two points on that, because that's, that's absolutely true. And anybody, it comes from a lot of scars.
0: <laughs> yeah, right, well, that's, that's what you get. But they're happy scars yeah. because, you know, certainly from my own pr- perspective, it wasn't, the, I knew it was gonna, fi- I'd figure it out. And and the other thing that I've learned, there are two things that, 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 that I've learned. And one is, there's always time to worry. Always. Right. Yeah. And whatever you think the worst outcome is, if that happens, it's not so bad. Yeah, absolutely. And you can work your way through it, and there's always tomorrow. I think the the harder thing, which I've learned, after some successes and, and more failures in some respects than successes, but you have to have those, is that, and I did not come up with this line, a dear friend of mine did, he says, it's it's very easy um, to find a gap in the market, mm-hmm. but it's really hard to find the market in that gap. Oh, that's a good one, I like right? that. Right, and that, yeah. that is, is fascinating for an entrepreneur because we see, these gaps and we say oh we can do that a little bit better and then you you do it and you realize nobody cares yeah, no nobody cares there's no market there's for no it. market there's, no money there, in it. there's right nothing. and it's a great it's a great idea around a kitchen table or a dining room table yeah. you know we 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 have to do that and and we'll get into esports and gaming and everything yeah, else of course. and one one of my fears in esports on the level that it's at right now is exactly that absolutely that there's a gap but is there a market in that there's certainly a gaming Um, communal aspect and engaging at, but is
1: there a financial
0: market in that gap?
1: And we had had this exact conversation maybe two weeks ago with some people, and we were talking about this exact same thing. Which is, and,
0: and that's fascinating. So intriguing. You structure it in that way that you found a gap, but. So what? Maybe there's nothing to do with the gap. And the gap is just the gap. The gap yeah. So let's go back. Yeah, yeah, You know, your grandfather sells the business. Your, your dad's doing science. Yeah. And, and, and Salem yeah. going around. Um, so I want to be a veterinarian. I mean, what do you... Yeah, what?
1: I, I want to be the president of the United <laughs> States at one point, right? Because I could, thought I could, as a 12-year-old, run the country better. My guess know? is you don't want
0: to do that job anymore. No, because
1: <laughs> right? the reality, just like being an entrepreneur, the reality is a lot different, a lot different. than what you think it is. And so, no, I, I kind of... I just grew up doing a lot of jobs, mm. working at that, and I ended up actually dropping out of high school. So, which is similar with a lot of people I talk to that go out into entrepreneurship, is, is school was not something for them at the time. Right. Because you wanted to do something, right? You want to create, you want to change things. But was it because, and we talked about this
0: earlier with somebody else, that school, and certainly I don't know what it's like elsewhere, but here, as you're going through it, there's very little relevance to the information that yeah. you're being taught. Like, yeah. I remember, and I, we talked about this earlier with somebody, I was taught to diagram a sentence yeah. in school. <laughs> what do you do no, with that? What do you do with that? Nobody's ever asked me, you know, where's a dangling modifier? Yeah, you know yeah. what, I mean? what that is, right? Yeah. But I spent hours having to, to diagram that. Yeah. So when you start having experience, like that, no, no, something else.
1: I, I, if I can't apply,
0: apply it, it
1: someplace, I don't want to know it. Absolutely, right. And and, I, just, and I, I thought I was too smart. I was mm-hmm. like, okay, so this doesn't work for me. I, this won't be applicable. This won't be applicable. I loved economics. I loved all of that stuff in school, and I was really good at school. I just thought I was too smart. And then for me, I got into a conflict with that one teacher that won't budge, which was actually really good. The best life lesson ever. And and I ended up dropping out just basically days before graduation because I wasn't going to pass. And um, this is high school? High school. Wow. Right? My, and I took I did three high schools growing up different wow. ones right so I was already I was in I was in Bakersfield, California I was already like in what I thought was at that age the armpit of America okay. right like this wasn't my town you know and 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 so I I just was like, I'm, I guess I'm not gonna be in school anymore. And I went to the graduation and they had an empty seat for me at the graduation still because they didn't know the, the school counselors or anybody. And I'm sitting there and, and there was a girl that was in that class, Lynn Tran. I still remember her name. I mean, so this is decades, right? And I remember her name because my empty seat was right next to her. And I was just sitting there going, what did I do, right? You know, and, and that moment inspired me at that point from that point on i was never going to like put myself in a position that wasn't within my control right that why why quit why stop why do anything right. half good just because of a moral or some some you know adolescent belief that I, I, I didn't need to be there and it was just a great experience for me and so then I, I worked in restaurant business for a long time. I used to have four or five jobs, right? So I would detail cars while working in the restaurant business, while being a baker, while doing all this stuff. Did
0: you feel lost at that time
1: or, or did you think you were gaining experience? Probably actually. Probably at the time I, I felt probably lost, you know, but I see the the impact, the value, of, now. the value now. But I was just trying to pay bills and pay rent and live on my own as an 18-year-old and and understand all those consequences. And was your
0: scientist father going,
1: oh, what did I do wrong with uh, my, I, my son? Yeah, like, what the hell did he, he go left? <laughs> what is wrong with him and why is he not going to school and why is he not getting a degree and like, a master's like, like degree? Who this, this he's good. He's super Can smart. Yeah. You know, and, and, yeah. Yeah. No understanding no. at all. And and I think probably the first indicator that I should have been running my own place was I was working in kitchens. I was a daytime chef in an Italian restaurant. And the owner of this one rilla restaurant is in Denver, Colorado at the time, comes in, and he goes, Salem, and I'm, I'm 18, 19 years old, right? And he goes, I had a dream about you. Actually, it was a nightmare about you last night. And when you're that young, you don't want to hear any no. owner of a business coming in, right? And now, as Using an owner, nightmare. Of, a, yeah, as an owner <laughs> of a business, right. I could only imagine doing that to somebody today. Yeah. And, he, and I said, oh, okay, uh, what, what was that, Jack, right? And his name is Jack Leone. And he goes, well... We had this big, like, brown paper pull-down thing that we write specials on and stuff. And he said, I had a dream I came into my restaurant. And he said, my, really strongly, of course, right? And he, he said, and you were up there, and you had taken all the paper, and you'd put it up on all the walls, and you were rewriting every menu item we had here and all the things that you would change about the store and all the things that were wrong with my restaurant. And he left really blank after that. And I'm just sitting there like oh, no, I'm fired, right? Like, what did I do wrong? I just thought I was voicing my opinions right. and being, you know, good and all that stuff. And if you look back in retrospect, it just is that there's something in our brains that tick that we just can't stop and we always want to fix things. And like you said before, the, the challenge and the way to balance that is, where's the market in that gap, right? Mm-hmm. And that's what I spent the next years, you know, over my life learning that you always look, did the numbers make sense. Is there anything? Can I make money doing it? Versus, can okay. I just solve a problem? Right. I mean, and I listen. I think well, that failure certainly helps educate oh, yeah. you oh, to yeah. that. And saying, okay,
0: I found enough gaps in a market, and found that there were no markets in those gaps. <laughs> yeah. So now if you you know certainly when i see it i go okay fine i think there's a gap but now let's see where the market yeah is in that and and shorten that that process how easy is it of a market are they reachable is there a definable audience can we reach that audience do they care and is there any longevity to that because some of that is, you know, one and done. And you know, and they're and they're just phenomenally intelligent people Absolutely. that have done that and failed and even recently with Quibi, you yeah, know, yeah. the, the yep. you know, they had a one and a half billion dollar war chest yep. and lasted six months and they had, you know, Hollywood royalty, political royalty and a billion yeah. and a half dollars. And nobody said is there a market in short form Storytelling. Absolutely. Right? And there wasn't. And, and there's not. And,
1: and, and and there I, isn't. <laughs> I've talked to so many prospective entrepreneurs and, and I've reviewed a lot, so many business plans in, in the last, I don't know, five years of my life. And I, I see the same thing always stated in there, which is like once people see this product or once people see this, everybody will want it. Right. Right and that's my biggest challenge is that's no that's not true right like who has a dire need for this today that's not being filled who can't live without whatever this gap that you're filling is right Right. and then then how do you get to them and then what's realistic for them to actually get there's no get question this, and you and, know?
0: and we you know, at skins we we're launching a new product yes that does address we're not going to talk about it here but nobody's done it and and the fear is well, maybe there's a reason, you yeah, know, nobody, nobody, <laughs> nobody's, so why, why do it now? You know, we, we, and I'm, we'll, we'll talk about it later of what it is, but there is that fear. You yeah, know? absolutely. And, and most people I know, including myself, we don't test
1: the idea enough. Yeah. And I, I think if you don't have that fear, though, then that's that's a problem, yes. especially if you're if you want to own your business and run businesses. I think that fear is healthy because what that fear does is it prepares you and you start looking for why it can't work and, and starting to, to create action plans, start to do more market surveys, start to do that. It, what, what troubles me is the people that come in and say, and don't have that fear, no. right? Don't don't they're just like oh absolutely this is going to work no matter what. Confidence is great, but that's not confidence. It, that's doesn't you know, replace
0: reality. You know, exactly. I'd rather have me tell somebody what's wrong with what we're doing cuz then it can fix it yeah yeah right right if, if everybody wants to hear What's great? I always think it's great anyway. So I don't need just—I don't need somebody co-signing the greatness. Yeah, yeah. No, I need I, somebody to say no. That that's not going to work, and here's why. You're not seeing this or yes, this. Yes, and and yeah. and that's valuable. And and I think you have to have a mindset of understanding that you've been wrong before when yeah. you have been dogmatic about your position. So, all right. So now you're doing all these different things. Yeah. So did you get a full-time traditional job? So and, and then so where what yeah. was?
1: What was that like? I got a storied background. So then as I was working in all the restaurant business, I was just basically aimless, right? You know, and, and I'm I'm at this point 19 years old. I'm managing a restaurant in downtown Denver. I'm a baker at 2 o'clock in the morning till 4 o'clock in the morning, right? I'm working and trying to convince the boss of an auto detailing business how to expand it and how it can be nationwide, <laughs> right? Like, and he's not listening, of course. Cool. And I, I just don't know what I'm doing. And a friend of mine calls me from high school and says, like, Salem, um, you know, I know you dropped out. I know it's always bothered you and stuff like that. I'm joining the nuclear naval program, right? So you could operate nuclear reactors in the Navy. And he goes, it's the most challenging educational program, and I know you could kill it, and I want you to get that, you know, that little bit past it. Prove to yourself that you could do what you didn't do before. And so I was like, well, crap, I'm not doing anything in life, so why not, right? Six years is what I, what, you know, you would think, okay, six years, what's six years of my life, right? Once again, You're, I you're young. Uh, yeah, I'm young, and, and I guess it's a new opportunity. And, and so I said, sure, except I didn't have a high school diploma. So then they put me in an opportunity school. I took a word processing class for three hours and got my diploma. That's some irony of their education system there. <laughs> I spent a whole year of AP English that I didn't pass, and I took three hours of word processing. And got a diploma, so maybe there's some inequity there. Okay, that, yeah, uh, <laughs> that, that we don't want to talk about have the saved education system. Four though. years, uh, <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, wow. But, so I joined the naval nuclear program, and I was really good. And so, um, so you
0: go from managing a restaurant and baking to naval nuclear. Yeah, you, you you've got to be a group of one.
1: Yeah, I, I, there's probably not a lot of I, those I, out I, yeah.
0: there. <laughs> You're not finding a lot of people at that reunion that, 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 that did that.
1: <laughs> That's funny you mentioned. that. I never thought about that. <laughs> no, probably not. And, and no, I, I, who knows how many people have done that. But I went in there, and I realized I was really good at stuff that I could put my hands on, and I could learn that way, and learn the whys, and learn, you know, how to to operate as good as possible and be as good as possible, and then stayed in for almost 12 years. Wow. I was an instructor in there, instructor of the year in the Navy as well when I was in there. I just really embraced the, the you and know. And now you have credibility. Yeah, now people right. actually, now they, they, I'm not oh a high school God. dropout. I get right. a degree while I'm in there. Now or, they go, you know, oh, my God, this guy's brilliant. It's, it's something, like, you know, Yeah, they don't like, know.
0: But <laughs> right? Even your father's. well, that's close to science.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, he must have. Yeah, oh, he, I think he was finally happy. He actually admitted to me one time, because he didn't want me to go in. He's like, why were you going in the military? i right. Right. like, come on. Right. Like, this is the last thing. And, and that made me even want to go in even more at that age. And so, yeah, he eventually said, man, I, I guess I've been wrong about all those life choices of yours. But it really set me a, a good tone of confidence. Confidence, and that you can do anything that you you put your mind to, and, and that you have structure for. And well, I
0: was going like to that. say structure. You are not all that. Comfortable, or you didn't like. Yeah, no structure. No, I hated it. And here you go to right to the structure. probably the most structured environment, other than being an inmate.
1: Yeah, 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 pretty close <laughs> that's, to yeah. It's right below inmate and structure. Yeah, I think so. I think our food was about the same quality. <laughs> think, so it's probably the same kitchen. Right? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> right. So, I, think so. I, I
0: get, but it's funny to go from such an unstructured, kind of bouncing around. Yeah and then somewhere, it's almost like self-medicating yourself where you go, I guess somewhere in the back of my head or my heart, I know I need that structure to balance me out and you know, fortuitously,
1: somebody comes with that opportunity. Yeah, just somehow, out of nowhere, and I thank them to this day, actually, because that, you know, that's that pathway that I would not have even thought of, and even known about. Yeah, really. We were supposed to go in at the same time, and that got all messed up, too, so it was just, it was my, my journey to take, and that was great, so. And then you come out, yep. structured Salem. So I come out, structured Salem, and then. You don't want to bake anymore, you want to get up at 2 Don't want to do that, and so then I totally unstructured myself for about a year, which was weird, and just kind of did nothing for about a year, just kind of some odd jobs and stuff. I wanted to kind of just, you know, kind of rebalance myself. I didn't want to come out of the military and be the military guy, right, that that you go out and try to get a job, and they're like, oh, you're not going to work here because Make you're too military, idea. which is kind of funny. But I didn't want to do that, so I took a year off and then went through some, you know, lots of personal growth during that time period, and then went down to New Mexico to a uranium enrichment facility. So kind of did the same thing I was doing before and kind of played to my strengths again. Went down there and then did some, and grew in that business, did some international operations for the business, would go out and, and at my last little bits, kind of go out to Europe. We had three other sites out in Europe and had help one of them through a, a pretty pretty tough time and, Kind of restructure all the culture and the business and do do that too. So, so that was like all the corporate kind of side, right? And then one day I get a call from my father. And and he's I talked to him about this family business before, and he's like, I think we're finally there, right? And I've been kind of trying to help him like understand what there was for a long time. And I looked at the business, and it's an oil and gas, so it's it's energy, but it's definitely less structure than nuclear. And I looked at it, and I said, you know, it's it's his dream. It's it's a family business. It's an opportunity. I, probably should have looked at the market a little bit more because it's it's a grind, right? You know, the oil and gas market can be good and bad, and it's a new technology. And so I said, you know, this might be a good time to completely throw my career that I worked hard for my entire last 20 years of my life, throw it up and take a chance and go in there and develop the business. And I absolutely loved it right you know the the amount of risk is unbelievable when you say like that risk i've had that conversation with, with multiple people in the last couple of years and the risk is just like you just have to be okay because there's nothing certain right and and we went through you and is know, that because it's a market risk in terms of the volatility where where is yeah great question that risk everywhere, everywhere. i think you know in a business it's everywhere it's it's does. It do you have a consistent market? You have volatility. I mean, we, were, we did great for the first couple of years. I took it from zero revenue to multi-million dollar revenue business in a couple of years. And then pandemic hits and oil prices go negative. All of our customers call us like in the same week of March and they all like, Cancel every contract, put it all on hold, and you're just sitting there as a CEO, you know, running this business, going, okay, what can we do to discount it? How can we save this? How can we keep them on? Can we do things for free? How are we going to make payroll this year? How are we going to, you know, everything all going, going from flush to, to family, Oh my God, right? Yeah, you know, in in a week, and so because that can happen to any business. There's no question. There's and, no question. Yeah, no question. And and so then from there, how do you? What do you do? That point, you know, and and I have a lot of a belief in accountability and stuff, but I believe that you know when you're in a situation, you have to soak in it like a hot tub, and understand that's where you are, and then now what? What are you right. going to do now? Because that's all reality. I don't know when the pandemic's going to stop. I don't know when oil prices are going to change. So what would I do in the business today if it never changed? Right. So yeah. So then worked in that for quite a while, and still there. Business is doing well, so that's good. good, Um, Yeah, it's a a better time in oil and gas right now. Better time, but also we were a new technology, so we learned once again that the whole comment of "Is there a market for the gap?" We're filling an amazing gap in the technology side, but we had to let the market come to us, and we are too soon. And that's so often in, in entrepreneurship, you can be too soon. For every Airbnb, there's five that were just as good or better that didn't make it. And that created the market. Yeah, created it, right? Because they were there right. but They, they,
0: they were begin there with. early enough yep. to, to kind of seed everything. Yes. And then the person that's there when it's flowering go, look, uh, that, that's oh, fantastic. This is so easy. This it's is easy. amazing. And they weren't, you know, it's a, I guess in Hollywood they say it takes 30 years to be an overnight success. Yeah, that's
1: pretty good. Right. That's pretty good. <laughs> right. and, and most businesses, they're 10 does, years, 15 years in before be, you hear about and it. Then, and then
0: everyone says, oh my God, that's great. How long they've been around you? How long they've been around? Yeah, right, because yeah. you'd never heard of Because it
1: takes a lot to build yeah, absolutely in time yeah. and and sometimes your market's not there and you have to wait for the market and you have to create the market and and we've kind of had to create the market and also wait at the same time but the markets come to us which is Good. great and the business we prepped ourselves our brand our messaging our technology everything and spent all that time kind of in the just getting by to be able to to thrive when the opportunity arrives. Yeah, Yeah. so, and so then that was going well and then I got into eSports and I have no idea that that turn was out of nowhere.
0: So tell me about that.
1: Yeah, so
0: nuclear, oil industry, eSports. I'm going to take a leap
1: (laughs) that you're not a gamer. I, I was, I, I grew oh, up. Okay, well, so that's interesting. I was the kid, I I grew up with the Atari. I had a ColecoVision that I won in third grade at a raffle, and I played games all the time. I remember winning Mike Tyson Punch-Out, right? I remember exactly that you had to wait for the flashes, and then you had to dodge, and then uppercut, then dodge, and uppercut, dodge, you know, right? And all, the whole thing. I was the first kid on my block to win, to beat Mike Tyson. So all that stuff was, I mean, I'm, I'm ingrained with gaming. I love it. You don't always have time as you get older, and you're actually, you know, trying to 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 start businesses but absolutely love love games right i played with all my friends growing up so it's in my, it's it, in that. It's in your DNA. That, well, it, it's, oh. it goes together with business, I think, because yeah. it's a strategy. It's a trying it's strategy. to trying to figure out how to get something to work and all the other elements going in. And when you play a lot of games, you have to try to figure out what, what's the code behind this that yes. I can Yes, I so there's can no
0: question. And then there's team play and there's Absolutely.
1: strategy. And yeah. there's winning. winning. Winning, which is always which important. Is, yeah.
0: Incentivate, well, gaming is nothing but incentive-based behavior, yeah. right? I mean, yeah. it's no different when you go to the market and you put in your phone number yeah. and you get ten. Cents off the bananas or whatever. That's yeah. so all a game. And yeah. people, you know, gaming has been core need for forever and a, and, and, and a day. So how does esports come into... Because there's, not, I don't believe that there is an oil and gas game.
1: No, not yet. <laughs> right. Yeah, I don't know it's if there ever will a, be. I
0: think that's the only industry that has not maybe created we, any sports there, team. There's our gap, right? Yeah, there's <laughs> your gap. <Let's, laughs> I'm, yeah, not, yeah, I'm not gonna you You can market. have that one. No, I'm, I'll pass that. Anybody <laughs> listening,
1: go for it. Please, yeah, we'll support that, and I, you know, we'll buy the game, but we're not putting. Dollars <laughs> give me in. a call. I'll, I'll give you some, maybe some advice. <laughs> but no. So this actually happened. In our current business, the way that I like the business is is since we're a new technology and we embrace innovation, that we have a very relaxed structure in the business. And so all the people in the business, I listen to any and every idea, right? Because you never know where the next idea comes from. It comes from the most unlikely source. Yes, and and I'm getting older, and so I realize I don't see the same gaps where markets will exist, right? I just don't, If to go back to no the question. same thing, right? Because as you're young, you see them. You see them. And when right. you get older, you're like, no, because yeah. all my experience is this won't, this won't, right. this won't, and that's not always true. And so one of the guys in our business who grew up as a gamer and grew up in eSports, was world-ranked in CSGO and stuff. So, mm-hmm. you know, he, he had some experience. He's a gamer. He's, he was a gamer. And now he's, a, now he's basically, you know, works with us with all of our financial analysis and economics and modeling and stuff. But he came to me and said, hey, I saw this business and this idea out in France, and it was on Instagram, of all things, randomly, and it looks really cool. What do you think? Right. And so it was on a Friday, you know, after a Friday meeting and there's a couple of people in the office still. And so I said, OK, we'll bring it up. Right. Let's look at it. And the first thing I always say is, OK, here's my 50 things wrong. Right. So our right. questions. Right. Like right. It, they might have answered them. I don't know. But I, I out of experience, you know, can I how how is 90 percent of this of this plate made? Right. You know. And so I said, OK, this looks really cool. And it's it's an esports. It's VR. Right. It's embracing a different kind of gap, you know, mm-hmm. that, that, that niche that maybe doesn't exist yet. And so I said, okay, well, here's all my questions and go get them answered and go contact the company that's that's doing this over in France, and they're small at the time. And I said, come back to me and we'll talk, right? Mm-hmm. And and they'd worked with me because we, as a startup, you have pitches, you get funding, you do all that. So they kind of had have, have a little bit of the knowledge of the process, right? Which is, which is very extensive, mm-hmm. as you know. And so a couple weeks later, come back to me with all the answers to all the questions, right? And so I'm like, okay, well, now... If you guys want to do this, then you think it's good, then you got to do all the legwork, right? And and I'll I'll mentor and I'll sit over this and do that kind of stuff, right? But I, I don't I'm running a company I don't have time, and so on your weekends when you're young and go figure it out and, and I, go yeah, do it, yeah, yeah. you you, you do go the legwork. do it. And so and I said these are the, the top ten things you know that that I needed answered, and they went back out, they called the company, got all these things done, and I said okay great, throw a pitch deck together. I have a whole bunch of CEOs and peer groups that I participate in, and I'll just go, I'll take, I'll be the messenger and I'll throw it out there. If I like it, I'll throw it out there and see what they think. And we went out and, and at the end of the, when the peer group meetings, I said, hey, anybody have 10 minutes just to look at this. And these are very seasoned, you know, business owners or CEOs of businesses that have a lot of experience, so I respect them. And they'll tell me exactly if I'm all right. screwed up. Good right, story. straight up. There's, there's no, good, good. yeah, they're not gonna pull any punches. And I threw it out there and, and they, had put together a great presentation. I probably didn't even do it justice because I just kind of, you know, had it out there. And about, you know, half of them in there said, okay, I want in. And I was like, I wasn't actually thinking we were going to start the business, right? I was just thinking like, hey, what do you, you know, maybe in a year from now we can talk about it again or something like that. And so I said, well, now we have some, there's some people, and, and, and they it. get it too, and and they had the same couple questions I had that we had to answer, and and then it just kind of went from there, and and it, that was about a year ago. So you
0: must have been happy to kind of get back in into gaming because yeah. you enjoyed it. it, and and here you are I go, Who would have thought the opportunity came up that I can go back
1: to something that you loved? Yeah at this point in your life, which yeah. is actually very cool. It's really right. cool. Except it's I'm like, okay, to my being a fanboy, right? right? Like, you know, because, <laughs> like, I really like this, and I have to be careful, because what you like doesn't always... There's no, qu- yeah, there's no question. <laughs> you know that one. I know that one. And so I had to check myself a little bit, and but absolutely wonderful. Wonderful to be able to to be involved in something that I think will be extremely special in the U.S. It's a it's an exceptional product. It's really And it's hitting.
0: different from... From the because I want to talk
1: about what it is. Yeah, absolutely. Um, What's it called? First of all, so everybody. Yeah. So EVA. So Esports Virtual Arenas. They started out in France Mm -hmm. and they launched out in 2019. And the group out there is just a phenomenal group that that started in VR and 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 then through esports and super connected. And they said, hey, you know, there's not a lot of VR and esports, and so they saw that and they put together just. I think probably one of the most exceptional games I've ever played, just as far as I love gaming. I love, you know, first-person shooters and other things, right? But I love games, and that's why I love about eSports, is it's, it's a game, but yet it requires teamwork. Yes. Right, like, and, and high, high amounts of teamwork to be very successful. So it took like my military background of teamwork, right? It took my gaming passion, and it started tripping every trigger that I had, right? And so I started seeing those opportunities of saying, this is actually meets esports sports for the first time and puts you in a totally different, immersive environment, right? So, so I really liked it, and I said, okay, I can see that this is, this is missing in the US. So yeah, pretty amazing, pretty amazing. So the differentiation then between
0: what EVA is doing and some of the other quote unquote traditional esports arenas. Yeah. yeah. The traditional esports arenas on whatever level they're at. Are afternoon kind of kids yeah. t- tutoring yeah. to a yep. certain extent. Yes. Being able to do tournaments on existing games.
1: Yep, absolutely.
0: Everything in E V A is VR based. Yes, it is. With proprietary games. Dude. Yep. So Yes. Uh, you're not dealing with publishers?
1: Nope. So You the, are the publisher? Yeah, we're the publisher. The battle, battle arena is ours, so the d- game developments are ours. So, you know, so people have input right away to say, hey, this is good, this is bad, we'd like to do more maps, we'd like to have this. And so we're not really reliant on, you know.
0: And is the only place that players can play the game is in the arena? Yes. Or is there like kind of the home version? No home
1: version. There's no home version. So I would say this, the reason it can't be a home, unless you have a basketball court, because our arenas and this game is played on a full basketball court sized arena. And it's full motion. So most VR that you have today is kind of in a smaller room, yes. maybe 1,000, 2,000 square feet, or in your house, in your your movie room, or in your bedroom or something. And you're in a small VR environment, you can turn right, left, maybe take a couple steps around there. but the game moves, and you kind of just right, exist inside right. of it. This is the game exists, and you move inside of it. So if you want to go somewhere, you have to go there, right? And you're walking, and the game moves only as fast as you walk. And when you crouch, you crouch. When you, if you jumped, you can only jump what so six this, inches. So. It,
0: so the footprint of yeah. the
1: arena is how large? Is about in,
0: in the in the game yeah, portion about, of it
1: about 5,200 5, square That's feet. Big, yeah, and
0: then how many? courts
1: or fields so we have two per,
0: two per location per location yeah so you side got by side 10, 000 10 000. square feet uh contiguous yes. split in two yes and there, there are two battles or scenes going on yep. at any <clears throat> given time
1: yes and and the differentiator in vr is there's no player versus player games today so this is the first vr player versus player full team versus team because it's built on the esport back own, right, so now you have a four-person team versus a four-person team in a first-person shooter type of like mm-hmm. role So you're doing domination you're doing free-for-all games It's it's the same thing you've been doing on your computer at home But now you get to go participate and be your person
0: and not that it was designed this way But it is also aerobic. Yo, oh, yeah, right. I oh mean, you, So there's yeah. this health because oh, most
1: yeah. VR you're putting on a headset and you're moving. You uh, might get your heart up a little uh, bit. And ours, but, I think most of our statistics say about an, a mile traveled on every 30-minute session. and, there, yeah, and I, you're and you're crouching and you're you're up and down and you're doing stuff and you're leaning around. So people come out sweating to death, right? I, mean, I was. I, oh yeah, I, yeah I, would, I would think that. Yeah, a funny story about that because uh, before I actually saw it, I went out to France to go to go see the the actual facilities they had open out there, and, and at the time they think they had five of them open today there's 50 under contract and under construction so they have 12 open with another 38 coming Wow! yeah that's how popular it's been and i got out there and there was a little kind of mini tournament going on because they just you know were kind of fledgling at the time and there's guys out jumping rope out in the parking lot and i'm kind of like well this is well, this is not what i normally would see right i'm like i don't this, maybe this is a weird guy or two <laughs> people are stretching and all that and i'd never participate in the game right and so i was like okay i I, I didn't get how physical it was. And then they get me in there and, and we go participate in the game. And I'm and I, and I I'm, I'm in good shape, I exercise and stuff. And, and I, like I got out of the 30 minute session, and I'm like, my hamstrings, I'm like, oh my, I gotta take a break. And I was just like, what is this game? Because you lose yourself in the game, right? As you do in any other gaming, mean, you immerse yourself so much into it. Time goes away, everything goes away. And then you put yourself in a VR environment where if I don't crouch, I'm gonna get shot in the head. If I don't hide behind this, I'm done, right? And, and right. I need to go take this and crouch behind and defend my positions and all this kind of stuff. I was exhausted. I was like, I see why. I like we really have to stretch before.
0: So for those that obviously have not experienced this, yes. would you say that this is the next version where... An interactive version of laser tag? Absolutely,
1: absolutely. So, on the low side, it's interactive laser tag that has endless player characters, customization, different maps. Because the mm-hmm. laser tag, the problem is after a while, you kind of know the spots, and right. you know the one kid that's sitting in the corner that keeps right. hitting you all the time, where he's at all the time. This is is the maps are changing, so you have different experiences. The teams are four on four, and their their strategies are changing, how they're going to approach the game, and so it's it's that elevated to you know ten times over it's it's all that excitement that you got in laser tag at the very beginning but it's sustainable because every time you go it's a different team you're playing against and the map is different so you're on yeah you're on this blank court but you you have teleporters that take you to different areas you have different maps you have different places to hang out and to hide or to, to take advantage of and then there are so and spectators are seeing yeah. what the participant is seeing? Absolutely, and if anybody wants to see it at, at EVA, you can you can basically Google eSports virtual arenas, or e- like I think we could say EVA league and things like that, and you can see the videos, but we have, it's very standard eSports, right? So you're gonna see what the players are seeing, and we follow around whoever's got the last kill kind of thing, and you're watching that along with a map where all the player data is, kill-death ratios, everything that you're used to. So there's a whole to. statistical thing Absolutely. that people that frequently play Play, yep, and we say monitor their progress. Yes, and and where they are and where they rank Yep, and, They have levels rankings Leaderboards where, that all the stuff that you're used to all the stuff that you're used to doing at home with the games and the things you want And with customizable skins, so you have you know, all your player characters are saved things like that I mean all those those elements of, of gaming that you really love like right, that, that you're special about but you get to go do it for the first time ever, right? And so you get to go participate for the first time ever in a competitive environment. When's it open? So we'll be opening late October. So we had some delays just in our construction, which is everybody, anybody in business today knows. But we'll be out here with the first ever in the United States. So uh, late October, we're going to be opened up. Additionally, not only is it just the the playing experience, because that's kind of what you get in a lot of VR places. You go and you play, and it's okay, great. But we've also put on a a full, really cool kind of retro lounge that we have some games and some some other things to do while you're waiting, along with a restaurant and a bar. So the idea was like, it, it for me, what I liked about it, when I was younger, we went to coffee shops, we went to other My. places, and you had to hang out and you'd play games there. Right. Right, and I really liked it because you get your friends together and you'd go play. Maybe it was magic or something, right, or whatever card game. Who knows, right? And you and you had your coffee and your food, and you, and you got to hang out for several hours. We wanted to kind of the same environment so that gamers they feel really comfortable going somewhere, finally face to face and doing fun stif- stuff. Play the game, go out, have some good food or something like that, maybe a drink, whatever they want to do. Hang out on a couch mm-hmm. with a nice table, play another game, do whatever they want to do, go back in and Sounds play great. again. So. It's it's a and it's an environment that's just really inclusive, community based, fun everywhere, but not like too over the top, Dave and Buster's fun. That like right. it's just too stimulus. It's more relaxed after you after you if go you compete. Play, play. Oh, that's which, great! Which I, love. I Can't wait for doping. We'll oh. do an event there. Oh, Skins, we would definitely Skins, do it. Skins
0: will absolutely do it with a new product. We'll talk about. Yeah. Not 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 on this session. Yeah, um, love I it. love that. I mean, I love you know the, the, this your your journey. Yeah. I mean, Thank you. Which is fantastic, and and I know you've codified some of that thinking. Yeah, to a book.
1: Yeah, know. Yeah. Um, yeah, if I didn't have enough going on, well, yeah, you know what? As, as I
0: think, my my mother said to me, "If you want something done, give it to a busy person." <laughs> yeah, right, I, right. They'll right. always get it done because they'll get it done. Yeah, yeah. You want if if you have a friend or somebody that doesn't have a lot going on, don't ask them to do anything. Yeah, because yeah. they don't have time to do it.
1: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> find the guy that's working sixty hours <laughs> a week, and, and they they're going to do time. it. Time
0: and, and yeah. it's, always, it's, and it's really funny. The the busy. You know, so people say to me, "How do you do?" You know a couple yeah. of businesses in a podcast it's simple there are a lot of hours in the day yeah, there are. You, know, you just knock it out
1: yep. right and and, and that's what you do so tell me about the book yeah so two years ago started a kind of an idea in the middle of the pandemic because wasn't doing as much because you know yeah you have there's, there's no oil go. business with <laughs> dropped outs so we're we're doing branding and, and things like that but i was like man you know my mind was going crazy because there wasn't enough business And a good friend of mine had always told me he wanted to write a book, and and I had talked to him about something that I had been experienced with before, which is called The Accountability Ladder, and it it comes from a real famous book. But I thought it fell short, and The Accountability Ladder kind of just tells you are you being a victim or a victor, right? So are you letting life lead you or are you leading your life, right? There's just two different elements. No question. And and in most people's views, they always go, oh, that guy's so lucky. This guy, the, that, we broke that down to kind of understand that it's not, there is luck in the, the world, but luck is generally due to someone's actions, mm-hmm. right? You know, Correct. it's preparation that just meets opportunity, right? That's luck. And so, we, I, I was in the shower and I had this idea. I was like, "Oh my God, we could write this book." I mean, this, this, my friend. He knows this. He understands it. He's lived it, too. And, and so it's not, I don't have to bring someone along the journey. And so I jump out of the shower, get on the phone really quick. I call him in a hustle. Hey, we're going to write a book. Uh, I got it. I'll, I'll talk to you later about it, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, out of nowhere, like, what the heck's going on? And so then, you know, we, we kind of talk about it. And we said we had enough material. I have a really in-depth understanding, a lot of experiences he does, too. And so basically, it's a book about really how to achieve happiness in your life. And we don't care what the definition of happiness is for any one person, because that's yours, right? Happiness is individual. I can't tell someone a million dollars can make them happy. I can't tell them this or that. Every person has to figure out what makes them happy. And they have to start that process by understanding where they are today in life. So what what a book does is uses our own personal stories, our personal journeys that we've gone through on this. And it starts to identify where you are as a victim right? And then how to get to a victor. And the key element of this and the way that the name of the book is to understand one key principle in life. And if everybody that listens to this everybody that could ever hear this, I would just want one key principle. When life is hard, and you don't like where you are, you don't like the outcome and, and anything where you're at, tell yourself two words. And that's nobody cares. You know, because nobody cares what you're going through until you do. Mm -hmm. So the book is about understanding in your life that nobody cares until you do. And so understanding all of these things that have made us a victim out there, because society loves victims because they buy lots of things, right? Mm -hmm. Victims want to solve a new diet plan, new this, new that, right? Fix it for me, right? right. Instead of me fixing it for the secret, the secret, right? Here's the secret pill that will make you happy. And that you understand that nobody really cares if you get to be happy except for you. and so the book is named nobody cares until you do and we kind of take a journey the first half of the book of it is about victims and what it really looks like you know that there's a lot of traps out there that we think we're being responsible and accountable Mm -hmm. but really we're just waiting for someone to come save us and then acknowledging where you're at today and moving forward with the solutions in life that will deliver you happiness and I say like I'm not here to deliver a million dollars to somebody because that may not be happiness now if it is for you which I probably question that money will give you happiness but if that's what you think it is and you've gone through it, then applying our steps in this book, right? And we have workshops and we have little worksheets because I wanted something actionable because I could just spout from the top of a mountain, but that doesn't do anybody good. And so they work through these worksheets and the idea is is take step by step the things that you don't like in your life or that you're discontent in your life and either learn to accept them, right? And drop all that hatred, the the bad baggage with it or change it. One of those two you. know, What's things.
0: interesting, and I don't know the 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 first City Slickers movie way back when, which mm-hmm. was just, which me, mm-hmm. where uh, Billy Crystal and and, yeah. and his buddy go to that working ranch yeah. because they're disillusioned yes. and, and they're having a midlife crisis, and yeah. the wife says, "Go here," and they and Jack Polance is yeah. there who's been that He's cowboy great. Great. forever and a day. And I and it's always sat with me, and it's really the premise of your book because at some point Billy Crystal's character looks at Jack Palanza and says something to the effect of "You've been here for all these years, and you seem so happy. Like, what is your mm-hmm, secret?" Mm-hmm. And, and he said, "The secret's right here." Yeah, and his th- finger. At, yeah, he points to you know the tip of his finger. Yeah. And you know Billy. Well, well, what's there? He goes, "That's for you to fi- That's for you to figure out what what is yes. the tip of your finger." Yes, exactly. And, and, and I don't think we are brought up in an environment mm. to do that i mean so much so much of it is capitalism if you have a Ferrari or a big, big yeah, niche, yeah. and then you're going to be happy, yeah. and then people get that and they go, well, "Wait, wait, you know, it's thats not it." And everybody's motivation is,
1: is is something different. The book is out when September 13th. Okay, so it's a Tuesday. It's uh, it's eligible for pre-order now. So okay. I, we're actually going to be in all the retailers out there. Thirty-five oh, thousand or so. Oh, I'm gonna Target. And read it. It came out on Target for pre-order, and my the partner that wrote the book with me like messaged me and said, it's on Target. We're on Target." And I told my wife, "I'm like, oh, it's like I can buy you." Target, right? Like, uh, cool. it was a really great milestone, and you know, just to say to yourself that we put something together that we really wanted to help people change their life, and you did it, and we did it, and we finished it, and we put it out there, and it's actually you can buy it yeah. at like everywhere, you know. Which, so. which, which I'm going to do. Thank um, you on, on my on my way home. I appreciate that. I will go.
0: To, is it on Amazon? Cause uh, it will be. I, th- I think my phone just goes to Amazon. Yeah, it will
1: it be. I, I don't think they have it on pre-order yet, but I know. Well, I'll go to Target I, and pre-order I, it there. I think but. Target must have like a sixty-day out or That's ninety day out and whatever, no, whatever I, I so
0: because one, the subject matter to me is what, you know, like when we are talking about this, this podcast, Power yeah. Your Performance, you know, we just find performance as everything and anything. It's yeah. not, yeah. it could be gaming performance. Yeah. It may be financial, maybe social, maybe neurological. Yeah, it, exactly. it could be whatever you want it to be, which yeah. is why we have this array Spectrum. of guests that have different life experiences. We all have to perform. Yes, we do. Somewhere, in our life. That's the hope, right? If we don't, then you're letting life do then, it for well, you. Well, yeah. <laughs> I guess then your performance is at zero.
1: Yeah, zero, right? <laughs> right, right. But well, maybe one, but, right? Yeah, yeah, maybe
0: one. So, and it, it, it's hopefully what what I'm trying to do with podcasts is to help people understand there are a lot of ways. to find value in what you do absolutely and once you start doing that like anything
1: else the momentum of your own success will breed more success absolutely does, and once you get there, and you and you and you let go of the, that baggage or those monkeys that you were holding on to, you realize life gets lighter, and then you start start applying those successes to the next one. I mean, I could look at my life and say, I was a high school dropout. What was me? My teacher hated me. You know, right? Like, I I don't know what I'm gonna do. I, I skipped from job to job, and then you know, other life events that have happened to me. Oh, it's not my fault. So and so was a horrible person. They put me down, or. I can look at my element and my role in this and decide, well, what can I do because life is just the way it is. I can't change the world.
0: And I, I love the concept that nobody
1: cares because the truth of the matter is
0: nobody cares. Nobody does. Nobody cares. No. And they're not thinking about you... No, Next day,
1: no, like there's a couple people in your life that will care about you, right. right? Like your closest friends and family, most likely, hopefully, and some people don't even have that. But but the, the guy on the street, right? I don't know him, and tomorrow he may die, right. and we will all go on. If we don't know, like the the news, the news lines a day is is our attention spans are thirty seconds, a minute, two minutes. Nobody cares. So you have to, and if you're not going to care, nobody else is going to come rescue and you and save you, you. Yeah, why should they, right? Because you haven't started yourself. But we do say and we I believe that people do care once you try if you put forth the effort on your own life We see that and we say hey, I want to be part of that Let me help you No cuz you know like it's like when your kids You know, I want to buy a car dad. I want to get that okay great when you save up X dollars I'll chip in right, right. that's that that process don't go buy a car from them teach them that they need to care and they need to Take no actions question. and then and then, it, then it's in.
0: meaningful and and then it's stepping stones for everything else that you're absolutely gonna do. yeah Thank you for sharing your journey. Appreciate I would it. never yeah. have known that this was your journey. It is fascinating. Uh, and I'm glad within that there's some um, eSports gaming. Yeah. And We're going to be everywhere, I'll tell you that. So. Yeah. I'm, I'm I'm looking forward to not only following it, but we'll work together and we'll be there and I can enjoy it. Yes. And I'm going to read the book.
1: And Thank you. Uh, Thank you. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me
0: on. It's great. Thanks for listening. This podcast is part of the MAP Esports Podcast Network and produced by Innovation Media Enterprises. Please be sure to leave us a review and follow us on your favorite podcast player.